Hey there. Thanks for joining us for this special Q&A episode of the Made It in Music podcast. Recently, we posted an episode with Tara Simon, who's a professional singer, songwriter, and celebrity vocal coach. Make sure you check that out when you get the chance. In this episode, members of our Song Chasers community got to ask some specific questions, and now you get to hear the answers. Our Song Chasers community members get to watch these trainings live every single month. They get to interact with me and each of our guests, and then we always open the floor for them to ask any questions they want. If you would like to learn more about the Song Chasers community, head over to joinsongchasers.com. Now, let's go ahead and get into this Q&A session with Tara Simon. Wait, someone just said, hey, are you single? It does not matter. You can laugh. You killed it today. Thank you. Well done. And yes, <laughs> the opening line was intended for humor only. Okay. Well, Dave, you're, that's funny. Okay. So other than Dave's, uh, are you single question? <laughs> Which, yes, I guess I am. Um, anybody else have any other questions for me? I, so the topics, just to remind you in case I was talking too fast and you couldn't write quick enough was melodic line design, singer's dream rhyming scheme, writing for vocal style and how to demo your song. I'll open it up for questions on that and any other questions you might have. Yeah, super helpful. This is awesome, Tara. Great, great, great format. And I, I just want to piggyback on everything that you're saying and second it that I think so much of the time, the limiting factor with why people's songs aren't getting heard or getting cut or getting placed is often just because it's the wrong voice or the person isn't really a singer and they need to get over their pride and just hire somebody to do it. Um, or, you know, write with people who are singers. Like that's so much of it. Like all of the top writers that I work with who are top liners in Nashville, whether it's in Christian or pop or in country, they, the, the one thing that they all have as a common denominator is they're all pretty dang good singers in and of their own right. Like they're, you know, Shane McAnally is not like going to be singing vocal backflips around anybody, but he's a great singer. Like he, he can, he can sell a song with emotion. Yes. And so I, I just want to second everything you're saying that, yeah, you don't, you definitely don't have to be an amazing singer to be a songwriter but you do know have to know how to at some point get your songs into great demo format if you want anybody to to really gravitate towards them so mm -hmm. um, I, I know that's very much the case yeah for sure some people asking questions here um thanks joelle this is so helpful for me awesome um thanks seth or thanks mac for being on appreciate you um how basic should a demo be drums bass piano one vocal uh, okay, I'll let Seth piggyback on this too, but in my opinion, for, for starting out, piano vocal or guitar vocal is more than fine. It just needs to be really clean and well done. Seth? Yes, yeah, for sure. I, that's what we always say. If, if it's a really, really good piano vocal, like it's clear, it's on pitch, it's on time, it's a cool, it's not like overly processed and affected out. A piano vocal or a guitar vocal is more than fine, especially if you're start just starting out with production. That's I'd rather have that than somebody who's just starting out and trying to throw the kitchen sink at it. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, David saying, ouch, hire out, but um, I did and experienced the positive results on that project. Yeah, it's not easy to trust other people with something that's so private and personal, right? And something that's so inwardly you. But look, you are only as great as the sum of your parts. And if, if you are a one man show, that's only going to get you so far. I've learned in business and in life, like you need a good team of people. You need a good network. People need people. And that is, that is not um, mutually exclusive to business. It's also completely pertaining to music as well. So um, Debbie saying, what is the balance simple and clean and not overproduced, but not enough to get, but done enough to get noticed. Yeah, exactly. Like what Seth said. Um, Iris is saying, I study voice and, and I'm a soprano and a coloratura. Hmm, I'm a coloratura in classical music, but I'm really more vocally an alto when it comes to, um, and that's something else, by the way, like singers get this wrong all the time. We're talking about vocal classification here. Iris said soprano and coloratura. Well, coloratura, yes, it, it has to do with tonality and classical music, but it's it's really how high you can, you can sing because coloraturas are the highest in classical music. You're talking about songs like Queen of the Night, like the doll song from Tales of Hoffman, right? Um, all songs that I love to sing, but you hear the way I speak. I don't talk like this. I'm not that way, right? That's a soprano. I'm really more of an alto and I have alto notes. You base your classification not off of your range. You base it off of your vocal timbre. And, and no, nobody knows that. Like, I don't know why it's a singer's thing. Like, oh, how, how, how high can you sing? And that's basically what people classify you as. And I think it's because when you grow up in choirs, based on how high you can sing, they put you in soprano, alto, tenor, or bass, right? But that's really not properly done. It's, it's based on your timbre and texture, how your vocal tonality is, not necessarily how high or low you can sing. Offshoot topic, but I had to rant on that for a second. Um, Okay, uh, Mike Moore, can vocal coaching improve range? How much and how much are we limited by nature? That's a really good question and it's fair. So I'll give you some examples, some real life examples of um, vocal range improvement. And this also has to do with age because I, I have trained um, both male and female within puberty and that's totally different ball of wax. I don't think anybody here is in that phase of life. So let's just assume that we're adults so that we can move that outlier out of the way and say like how much could an adult improve their range and vocal flexibility at my studio trainings once a week so it's on you six days of the week yeah and that's really where the magic happens so if you are working and i don't mean like the person who hires a personal trainer and says i'm going to eat well and then they're eating snickers in the dark yeah that's not that's not happening. You're not going to improve your range. Once a week is not enough. But if you listen to the instruction I give you and you actually go home and do the work, I've had students improve by a third in a month, like, like a major third. That's, that's four semitones. Yeah. For you musicians who know, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. Now they were totally most likely green, hadn't had a lesson, had a lot of room to improve. I've also had people who, um, who have had other vocal coaches improve by whole steps in a lesson. I've had people that it takes six months to gain a whole step because they were so, so well utilizing what they had. There wasn't that much more to go. However, when there's, when there's not that much more to go in one register, there's always another, right? There are multiple registerical differences in our voice. You don't just use your chest voice and head voice. There are breaks lower than chest. There's the mix in between chest and head. There's the falsetto. There's the whistle. I mean, there's, there's lots of different, I would say, rooms in that house to access. And most people really only ever know how to access one, two at best. 
The mix is the all elusive one to access. And that's what most people get help on. Someone's, uh, you're questioning whistle. Whistle tone is like Mariah Carey notes. Yeah, it's very, very, very high. And, um, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very specific squeeze in your epiglottis um, that happens in the back that enables you to do that. It's definitely a musculature thing as well as a mind thing, okay? Um, so yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Range can and should be expanded. It's one of the markers of improvement if you are taking vocal lessons. And I'm sure that, it, I mean, I, I see you guys are interested in asking a lot of questions vocally like that. If you um, if you want, I'll give, um, I'm actually happy to put it in the chat if you want, but I can put in uh, the links to, I have an eight week course um, and a four week course, as well as a link to private lessons and stuff. So if that would be helpful for you guys, I can try to include that. Uh, okay, I'm going back. Yeah, to I was gonna. I was gonna ask if people are interested in potentially working with you on a deeper level. Uh, definitely share any any links to sure. how they can get a hold of you. Check out your material. Links to obviously, you know, your okay. website and that, all that good stuff. All right. Cool. Um, let me let me um, let me get those in there. I think yeah. I can. And it can be. It's it's a huge. You know, we're always thinking about in song chasers of like what are the things we can add to our toolbox to set you guys up to succeed and one of those big things is is you know having a voice that you can use to support your songs and, and better sell your songs and so sometimes it's just a matter of working with somebody who knows what they're doing like tara who knows how to how to get you there and get you singing a song with emotion and with feeling and, and, and it, it sells a convincing demo yeah. And sometimes you need, you just need that sounding board of someone like a personal trainer. Again, is my form right here? Like you probably know, you think, you know, anyway, and it's, it's the small little incremental, Oh, just do it. This change this one little thing. And it's like, Whoa, I had no idea that I could sound that way. Or I had no idea I had that many more reps in me. Um, so to speak. So, uh, it, it's all, it's usually smaller things that you just didn't or couldn't see or hear for yourself that that person on the other end hears. Because by the way, when we listen to ourselves, unless you're listening back, our inner ear doesn't hear the same thing that say me or Seth would hear out in the room. You hear room, but you also hear your own internal sound as well through your ears and it's happening simultaneously. So it's, it's not exactly the same thing, which is interesting. You think you're really hearing you, but you're kind of not. Um, let me go back to here. Um, I don't do well changing from low alto. I, um, Iris is saying, so you teach people how to do the transition from low alto to, yes, low alto to soprano. Right. So that just means that you have um, a pretty pronounced break. So here's a great visual example for you, for you guys who have hard breaks. Think about a break as you're making jello instant pudding. All right. And you have the dry ingredients, right? And then you put in the milk and you have the wet ingredients and you're mixing it and you're like, not only does this look disgusting, but I don't see how this could ever get better, right? And, and you keep whipping it because the instructions say for three minutes, right? And you're just like, I feel like way too much time has gone by. This is gross. I want to stop. And then all of a sudden, somehow out of nowhere, it starts to like fluff up and smooth out and take shape. And you're like, eh, I could eat this, you know? That's exactly what finding your mix or smoothing out a break is like. It's gross. It's uncomfortable. It's ugly at first, but you constantly whip it and whip it and whip it and go through it and go through it. And then suddenly one day out of nowhere, you smooth that break out one time and you're like, oh, stop, I just did that. 
how do I do it again? Right. But if you've done something one time, you can always repeat it. I, I love that example. And I've, I've legitimately had a student make Jello instant pudding in a lesson before because she really like needed to get that hammered home. And it was honestly, that year was the year that she got her break smoothed out. And she was like, that was the thing. That was what did it for me was actually physically making that. So we'll do anything short of, you know, human sacrifice to get people to get it because it's hard. It's intangible. Right. And, and you see other people do it and you're like, but why can't I do that? Well, it's because people aren't doing crazy stuff like making instant pudding in their lessons. I think anyway, um, moving on. Whistles saying, Dave, whistle notes, only dogs can hear. That's not true. I can sing whistle and I can hear it. Do I offer online lessons, M Vanessa? Yeah. In fact, um, I don't know if you got, you probably don't know of me on YouTube, but I'm decently big on YouTube. If you go to Tara Simon Studios on YouTube, there's actually tons of free tutorials too. For those of you guys who are like, ah, I'm not sure yet. Maybe I can just learn some stuff on my own. Yeah, you can. And you can go to Tara Simon Studios on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and then watch all of the YouTube videos we have. You'll see my coaches in them. We have all sorts of videos on mix, on different registers. We have even one on, um, on vocal classification that we've been talking about here. A um, couple on songwriting. So those are all free for you uh, as far as resources. But yeah, we also do offer um, private lessons. We coach all over the world online. We do have an Atlanta location if anybody's in Atlanta and wants live lessons there. But I mean, we got students on every continent and my coaches have all been hand trained by me, by the way. So they're like me with a different face. If you can't do me, that's fine. My schedule's cray. Um, but yeah, we do offer online lessons. And I think the link is the last one for the contact us page on the website. But if you want to peruse the website, you can also kind of virtually meet the coaches, hear them saying never, ever hire a coach whose voice you don't love. Like that's like hiring a trainer who's fat. Why would you do it? Just don't do it, you know? So make sure that you like who you're training with. Make sure you, you know, research the site. Again, anybody can slap up a logo on a website and call themselves a vocal coach. It doesn't mean they're going to make you better. It just means they had a good web developer, you know? So really look into it and make sure that you feel comfortable with the authority that they're, they're presenting to you. Um, Kathy saying, as a fellow voice teacher who is classically trained, whoop, whoop, and sing a variety of styles. I appreciate your breakdown and explanations. Thanks, Kathy. Nice to meet you. Uh, Joelle, it's so hard to find good vocal coaches, but one who understands songwriting and studios is yay. Yes, absolutely. So true. Um, oh, Dave, sorry, FYI, direct message. Well, you didn't put it privately. Anyway, um, Vanessa, I led worship for several years and stepped down one year ago. I have lost a lot of range. That's a good point. So my mom uh, used to lead worship all the time. I, I watched her lead worship and growing up and she's got a pretty voice. A lot of my family does actually. And, but I'm the only one who ever like trained and took it to the extent that I did. But my mom says the same thing. Like, oh, I've lost so much of my range because she doesn't do it anymore. Right. And Hey, the voice is a muscle. It's not like, you know, a guitar string that you can just change out and replace. And the next one's beautiful and new. Like you have one larynx and that's it for the rest of your life, you know, and it's a muscle and it can atrophy. It can be overworked. It can be strained. You know, you've, you guys have, I'm sure heard of nodules, polyps, nodes, 
all that lovely stuff, you know, that can be removed, but you don't want to have a surgery if you can avoid it. Right. So that's another reason for coaches too, is, is to avoid vocal damage because you can really easily measure damage, but you can't very easily measure vocal greatness. And that's a problem too. I'm working on that actually. But anyway, um, making sure that you're, that you're using your voice regularly in a way where you're not losing range is a thing. And by the way, as in particular, as women age, when we have children, there was a recent study that came out that actually women who have children, I'm, I'm going to forget the exact semitone amount, but I believe it's two to three semitones of range lost potentially when you have a child. And actually they, they were referencing Beyonce in the study because her voice has gotten exponentially lower. Her high notes have gotten lower incrementally and um, it was after childbearing. So for those of you moms in the, in the group chat, like that's a thing. There are things and, and life events that can occur that can lower or, or decrease your range capabilities. Doesn't mean you can't work to get it back and, and fight against it. But just like being thin is easy in your 20s and it's not easy in your 40s, being in great vocal shape is no e no easier to maintain as you get older. It's just a thing. Um, I love fitness too, by the way. So I, I do a lot of like fitness analogies to voice because it's muscle. I mean, it's a, it's a good way to, to explain. Um, Charlene, what will exercises decrease hoarseness? Possibly. However, if the way you speak is unhealthy, I would recommend a speech pathologist first because we use our voices all the time, right? Speaking from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. So if you're improperly speaking and you very well could be, you could be straining by the way you pronounce your words, um, by the range in which you speak. You know, if you have a very monotone voice, you're working on that same note all the time, which is wearing down the voice. Um, speech pathology would be a good option. Um, straw therapy is also a really good option for those of you who have struggled with um, just straight up speaking voice. Uh, the, the back pressure of the straw helps to strengthen the laryngeal muscle um, to give you a little bit more of a, a of muscular workout in your voice. So you can look up that. Um, but yeah, it, it can help, but it depends on why you have the hoarseness in the first place, if that makes sense. Um, okay, Carolyn just put in my YouTube channel. Thanks, I didn't bother doing that. Um, all right, can you repair vocal damage through correct coaching? Yes, again, I would say it depends on how the vocal damage occurred. I've had students come to me from ear, nose and throat doctors all around the world. I've had them come to me from speech pathologists. Um, Angelica Hale, one of my little celeb students, she, um, she had some health complications where she had to have um, her throat, uh, what is that called? When they, a trache, not a tracheotomy, but like she had to, Oh my gosh, someone help. What is the word? When they put the thing down your throat to a breathing tube, it's not a scope. It's, it's intubation. Thank you. She had to be intubated and there was some scar tissue on her vocal folds because of it. So that was something that had nothing to do with how she was singing, but it, it had, a, it was a life event that happened to her. Right. So she had to go to speech pathologist and yes, we worked past that. The vocal scarring tissue will always be there. Right. But the training that she has helps her work past that and and use um, her technique to her advantage to overcome it. But it's not like vocal coaching will ever take away that physiological vocal scarring in her example. So, again, Debbie, it depends on what you did and, and how you got the damage in the first place. Um, what Mike would how would you describe the loss of tone with age? Example, Paul McCartney. I mean, I feel like a more 
Paul McCartney. I feel like a more overt example of loss of tone with age would be Mariah Carey, actually, because she straight up like bless her heart. I love her, by the way. I grew up singing, singing um, her songs, but like her voice is nowhere near what it was back then. I mean, her her vocal tone is now is so worn so um so scratchy and and it, and it bottoms out you hear her sing ah, and the air comes through the tone drops and the air comes through um all sorts all sorts of vocal damage and issues there um and she was an amazing i mean she's a legend right but with age and with with overuse you know it's it's bound to happen eventually so i would say she would be more of a obvious example paul mccartney still i mean he sounds kind of still to me like he did only a little older and that's just okay. Like that's, Hey, I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore, but I still can sing. Um, thanks Marissa. Nice to meet you. So, um, I hope this helped you guys and I hope it was informative. I don't want to like belabor it or make it longer than it needs to be. Um, I think I said what I wanted to say in regards to helping you guys write for singing. And again, if you, uh, nice to meet you, everybody. If, uh, if you want to check out any of the courses or the website, please do. And if you want the free tutorials, just check out, um, who, who did that in the chat. Absolutely. And if, if people are listening to this on a podcast for the replay, what's a good URL for people to check you out? You can find everything just by going to terrasimonstudios.com. Or if you want to look up me, look me up on YouTube, you can just like search Tara Simon Studios on YouTube and I'll pop up as well. Awesome. Hey, well, this has been a, this has been a, a blast. I've learned a ton. You're a, an amazing singer, an amazing teacher, and uh, I'm excited to hear your new stuff that you're working on as well, too. So many things. Yes. Thanks, Seth. It was a pleasure being here and God bless you guys. You know, um, this is great that you're investing in yourself and growing your craft. You know, you're in the 1% just by being here and, and saying yes to yourself for doing that. Cause not a lot of people do. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful and important thing. So thanks for entrusting me today with your time and, and for entrusting Seth with your talent. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tara. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks everybody for logging on. We will see you uh, sometime. Well, actually tomorrow morning, we've got our weekly coffee chat. So we'll see you then. All right. Bye, -bye. Bye guys. Thanks for checking out this special Q&A episode of the Made It in Music podcast. At Full Circle Music, we're constantly developing free and premium resources for anyone who wants to find success in the music industry, because we know it's hard. We've all started with nothing, and we want to help you accomplish the dreams that you've always had for the music you create. You can go to madeitinmusic.com to learn more about our podcast. And if you'd like to actually participate in these training and Q&A sessions live on our Song Chasers community, go to joinsongchasers.com. Joining these sessions is an exclusive opportunity just for members, and we would love to have you join hundreds of other songwriters inside the community if you're interested. Plus, there are dozens of other major benefits that Song Chasers members get that we have designed to help move their careers and goals forward as simply as possible. Again, go to joinsongchasers.com. Thank you for supporting this show, and I hope you'll stick around for the next episode.